0: Hey, hello, and welcome to Growing Up with Papa All, Season 2. Now, in Season 2, we're going to focus more on children's ministry and the importance of being involved in children's ministry. Hopefully give some insight, some inspiration, some instructions and in how we do things at Christ Temple Pentecostal Church in the Sunday School Department. We're also going to share ideas from other folks that we're connected with. Now, you may say, is this for me? You betcha. If you got youngins in your life, you need to listen in. So, hey, listen up. Get on board as we tackle topics and investigate ideas about the greatest ministry in the whole kingdom, right here on Growing Up with Papa. Hey, whoa, there you are. Here we are, Growing Up with Papa once again, laid up here by myself. Yep, sitting here all alone, broken hearted, all alone and broken hearted. Wouldn't that an old song? But it was a gospel song. Trying to calm the raging battle in my mind. Oh, that was a Lily of the Valley song. Well, I ain't brokenhearted this morning, but I am sitting here by myself. Super busy times. so I figured I'd jump on here and knock one of these out and see if I could help out a little bit. Got big things planned. Got, uh, got some Christmas banquets coming up, several different places. So my mind's busy, my feet's rolling. Man, everything's just getting it, getting it. But hey, we got big plans for an awesome episode today, and we got some plans for some stuff coming up. I kind of got an outline laid out here, and I want to tell you a little bit about what's coming up in the future on uh, Growing Up with Papa, our Sunday school edition. It looks like we got several weeks ahead of us. We're going to talk about some resources that you can use as a Sunday school teacher and a children's ministry that will build your classroom and your ministry, and we're going to talk about some of those in an upcoming episode. We're going to talk about nursing home ministry. You say, what does that have to do with Sunday school? Well, you might be surprised, and it's not going to be exactly what you think, I bet you, but I'm going to try to connect a few dots and see if you can get something out of that one, and I'm going to tackle in the future here coming up pretty quick, combating gender dissolution. Now, this is going to be a tough one, and I don't really know how deep and hard we're going to get into it, but there's a there's a lot of craziness going on in this world about toxic masculinity and effemination in boys and stuff, and we're going to see what we can do as Sunday school leaders to combat that. We're going to have another episode coming up talking about some personal mental training for us as teachers and leaders in learning how to have a tolerance- if we have a problem, sometimes in the classroom or, or getting frazzled and letting your mind get away from you because that spirit oozes over into our kids, and we're going to talk about how we can change as leaders. We're going to talk about some tips and tricks and suggestions on how to effectively lead kids into prayer and seek for the Holy Ghost, and I'm stealing a lot of this from Brother Tyler Hodge. Shout out to Kid Men You. That's right kid me in the university, but it's some good stuff. We all need to know about praying with kids. I'm also going to talk about what to expect at altar time with kids. Now I know you, you've you all been in a million altars with the kids, but I've personally picked up on some things that I want to share with you that will might give us an insight and how they respond to opening up the altars and responding to the Word of God that just came forth. So stay tuned for that one. Coming up after that, I think I've hit this one in the last episode, but but I've got a story or two that will fire you up about being more involved in children's lives, being that person, and some examples from the Bible and what we can learn from those and help point us in the right direction. I've got some personal testimonies that I could share with you. I think I've shared this story before, but we may hit it a little bit in my story and how God tried to show me how important it was to get involved. Oh, and we're going to talk about every child is not a standard one, two, three, follow these steps and able to reach them. Each child is unique. Each person is unique. And we have a beautiful story and it just might make you tear up a little bit about a little girl named jessica mcclure now don't even be googling that name because you might find out before we get there but it's an awesome story and how it takes different things to reach different people we're gonna hit an episode coming up in the future about what keeps us motivated and how to find things and create this well of inspiration to draw from everybody's got something in your past and we're going to tell a story about a guy in Vietnam that did just that to be able to survive. We're going to talk about again, we're going to talk about Proverbs 22 and 6. And the promise and the unique perspective God gave me on training up a child. And we're probably going to tackle a little bit of this. This might be controversial. No, not really controversial, but just a tough one to hit. Is teaching personal discipline to children. In the future and how to express the reality that life's not just cotton candy and a bed of roses. And sometimes we got to choose the hard path and how do you teach that in Sunday school. And sometimes it's tough because we because we're constantly portraying, expressing this fun, awesome. And we need to. That's what the hook is. That's what our hook is, is to get them and let God do the rest of the work after the hook gets in them is that it's all fun and games and it's it's awesome cool and then but then one day they're gonna wake up and realize hey there's more to it than just showing up at sunday school and getting candy and playing games and how to teach some of that and how to implement some of that so they don't get this culture shock or this this shock whenever they get out in the world on their own and can't handle it we all need a little bit of personal training mental training if you don't have that in your life, everybody, we're probably going to fall on our face. Everybody's going to need to do a little bit of discipline, self-discipline. And we're going to talk, talk about some of that and other things, so stay tuned for some of that. So that's what we're looking forward to in the next little while. Whoa, Boots. Oh, when you hear that sound, that means it's time for hair and a biscuit. That's right. Just a little something you wasn't expecting that we're going to pull out and check out before we go any further. All right, get ready, Boots. Here we go. Hair and a biscuit. I think I'm about run out of close encounters and near misses on my part, and that's a good thing, but the Lord has been mighty good to me. Now, if I can think of any more in the future, I might throw them in here, but I'd like to start another little series. I've been spending a lot of time on my daddy here lately. We've been sawing some lumber down at the sawmill, getting ready to do an addition. Been cutting some pine and cypress, stacking it up and getting ready to to do a little carpentry work. But my daddy is a unique individual, and there are several notable miracles in his life that I'd like to share with you over the next few episodes. Uh, We'll start off with this one. My daddy had open-heart surgery for the first time probably 10 or 12 years ago. He was around, I don't know, he was in his, he was about 60, I think. Anyway, it's been eight, 8, 10, 12 years ago. I can't remember. But he had open heart surgery. He had a massive heart attack. And his Widowmaker uh, vessel, whatever, if you know anything about that, it was completely like 99% stopped up. And it was a miracle they were even able to go in there and do anything with it. But he had quadruple bypass surgery back then. And he rocked on, done pretty good for several years. Well, here just a couple of years ago, he had another heart attack. They went and checked him out, and all the bypasses that they had installed was clogged up, and they had to do a second open-heart surgery, which is tough. But They went in there, and I think they were able to do two or three bypasses. One of them they weren't able to get through because of where the stents and the bypasses were before. But anyway... They done the surgery, and after the surgery, he still had no energy. He still had chest pains. It was just couldn't get up and go like he should. And after checking him back out and evaluating him, they decided that the surgery really didn't work. Only one of the vessels took a little bit, and it was just a small percentage of blood flow there. And they pretty much told him to go home, sit in a chair, and just he can't do anything. And definitely don't get hot, don't strain, which is completely against my daddy's personality. And they was going to feed him with a, a vest that would shock his heart back to back to if, if he had another heart attack or if it stopped beating. It was just doom and gloom as all the doctors could give him. Well, my daddy wasn't going to take that. He's had seen God work several times in his life and He said he remembers the very instant. And one night he was talking to God. He said, kind of having a pity party. He said, God, I know you can do this. And you know that I want to be able to go and work and do and and be productive. And I don't want to sit in the chair the rest of my life. And he felt horrible. He said he felt a supernatural feeling, just a warmth. Hit him top of his head all the way to the sole of his feet and took his breath, and he, he can explain that feeling to you to a T. He said it was a confirmation. He said from that moment on, not only did he feel a thousand times better, he went back to the doctor. The doctor told him that his heart percentage usage or whatever was back up to 55% from way down in like 30s, which – They say 60% is about anybody, all anybody could even hope for in in a a good man. And he's at nearly perfect heart condition. His doctor told him there's nothing wrong with your heart. And he's been working, sawing lumber, flipping logs by hand, reaching and getting it, mechanicing, going every sense. And he tells everybody that comes by that'll give him just a second, just exactly what God did for him. And you can definitely tell it in him. Before, his color was bad. He just looked bad, weak, couldn't do anything. Now, he's outworking me at the sawmill and nearly 70 years old. So, that's one of the miracles. And I'm telling you, we've got several more to go. So, y'all just hang on. Daddy's got several we could talk about before we get very much further. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. But, hey, today, let's talk about a couple things that I think would help to grow your Sunday school not just in numbers but the energy the reputation the the growth overall growth in Sunday school and one that we probably all are a little bit involved in but we all could probably get a little more involved in is social media promotion now you think that may not be all that important or maybe you kind of have a reservation about that and i understand a little bit about You know, people spend a lot of time on their phones, and it can be a bad thing, and, you know, we want to stay away from that, but I heard Brother Urshan on his, one of his latest podcasts, Biblos, he was interviewing Brother Morgan, Harlan Morgan, and talking about his book and how to reach teens, and they made the statement that Paul used everything that he had to reach the lost, to reach the world, to preach, sometimes it was a boat, Sometimes it was uh, upper room, you know, it was different than whatever he had available to reach as many people as he could. That's exactly what he used. And I feel like that that's why we need to use social media to promote what we have going on, because this is the salve that saves the world. This is the, this is the bomb of Gilead that we need to apply to every soul in this world and let it do its work. And we need to reach as many people as possible Because we've got to show the world what's available. People is flipping through their phones and looking at videos, may not know. Uh, They may be attracted to things that they shouldn't be. But hey, when they see excitement and they see it put together in an orderly fashion and it looks professional, it's going to spark their interest. It's going to make them wonder, hey, this is a local church. This is somebody, this may be something I want to get involved in. My children may need this. And it helps us reach new people. It's going to create a reputation. It's going to plant some seeds of influence that we need. It takes a little bit of work, but it's worth every ounce of it. So find somebody who's a little bit savvy in that area. Put them to work. Hey, we need more social media promotion because that's what the world's looking at. So if you've been kind of thinking about it, do it. Get going with it. Another quick thing I would like to talk about that would grow our Sunday school is the energy that teens bring whenever they show up on the scenes. Teens being involved in Sunday school I think is a is a awesome tool, and it not only for our children and not only for our teachers but for the teens themselves. you know we may be giving them a slot, a little place in life that may wind up saving them and and creating a little space for them that God's going to use them and and put them where he wants them in the kingdom. We can utilize them rascals and puppets and leading games and skits and crafts or whatever, but just let teens be involved more in your Sunday school class and children's church and utilize their talents. We can use that and recognize a certain talent that one of them may have, and build on that. If it's, It don't have to be perfect. It don't have to be something that's is going to be immaculate every time. But let, let them do their work. It teaches so much, and it helps to grow them so much. And it gives our children a, a new face and a new thing to look at and some energy that, that wasn't there before. So if you've got teens in your church and they're – Able to, and their pastor lets them. And you say, "Pastor, can I do this?" And he says, "Go ahead, do that." That's a great tool to be able to use as our teens. Whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on there a minute, boots! When you hear that sound, that means we're fixing to kick open the feed barrel and dig around a little bit, because there's more in there than just horse feed. Hey, hey, you hear that? That means it's horse feed time, so get ready, buckle down. we fixing to hit it hard and heavy. God asked Abraham to sacrifice his only son, an action that God considered an abomination. That the heathens did this. Child sacrifice was hated by God, yet suggested by him. Why? Now, I don't know for sure, but maybe, just maybe, God wanted to see if Abraham loved him as much as the pagans love their gods. Do we love God as much as the world loves their idols? They'll stand in line for hours and pay big money to hear a singer scream their voices out at a ball game and wait in scorching sun for hours to ride a roller coaster to experience a few seconds of thrill. And the thrill of the Holy Ghost is unmatched. A normal Wednesday night Bible study is incomparably more exciting than any super bowl and the eldest most crippled but anointed one god jesus name apostolic preacher has gotten more value in a nasal hair than any pop or country singing star out there does god know that you love him as much as this world loves their gods let's show him today we return you now to your regularly scheduled program well, it looks like we about used up all of our time. But y'all stay tuned next time. I think we're going to talk about a friend of mine and his story. He's going to show us just exactly how important it is to point yourself or help point somebody in the right direction and how critical being pointed in the right direction is. It's a cool story about a friend of mine who got his pilot license and his first solo flight turned out to be pretty scary. <laughs> But it's a neat story. Y'all stay tuned next week, Growing Up With Papa. All right, let's get out of this rat hole.